you work in America, is when you take charge. So I went to war for you. I went to battle Big Pharma because they weren't telling you the truth all the time. I went to war with big agrochemical companies because they were spraying things that could hurt our kids. I went to war in a big way with big tech. You know why? They were selling children online. And it was legal. It was legal. We changed that. Then I went to war with the biggest culprit of all, Washington, D.C. And they're the biggest because they know how to fight dirty. Welcome to Censored News, everybody. Uh, welcome to Censored News. Uh, I started that off. That's Dr. Oz. That was last night at uh, the Trump rally, um, Save America rally. And I said we we're going to talk about Dr. Oz for a minute. Um, if you watched it, you probably liked what he was saying, right? Um, he attacked China. He attacked the swamp. He attacked human trafficking. He attacked all the stuff that rhinos are scared of right they won't even mention it when's the last time you heard mitch mcconnell or mitt romney talk about human trafficking when is the last time that you heard them talk about china they're all bought and sold and i know people are kind of worried about dr oz these are my thoughts this is my thoughts how many of you out there before trump before all even maybe even before 2020 uh you are a democrat or you voted and believed and trust in rhinos for decades how many of you, how many fall into that category and how many you woke up, right? How many of you uh, saw the truth and said, you know what? I've been supporting the wrong party or I've been supporting the wrong people. I've been supporting evil and have had no idea, right? Look at Trump. Before this, Trump was in. He was in with everybody. He was in with the rhinos. He was in with the Democrats. He was in with the Clintons. Everybody, everybody loved him. And then it looked like he woke up and he turned on him. And now we know Trump's legit, right? Um, so this is all I have to say. We got to give people the chance to prove and show that they've really woken up and are going to fight for us. Right. I like what he said. You know, does that mean I trust him? You know, not a hundred percent. No, I trust him a little bit more than I did. Right. Um, Trump backed him. Um, so I trust him a little bit more, right. Because of that, this is all I'm, and this is going to be my final word on it. Uh, for the last 15 months, Trump has been vetting America first candidate candidates, right? That's all he's been doing for 15 months. That he's had hundreds and hundreds of meetings at Mar-a-Lago, right? With candidates, with people wanting to run, with people wanting to get in politics. He's had interviews with them. He's talked to them. We have absolutely no idea what's been going on at Mar-a-Lago in these meetings, right? We have no idea what's been said. We have no idea what they've talked about. But obviously, something happened in his meeting with Dr. Oz that made him trust him. Either that or Trump's got something on him, and he's saying, you know, you're going to go down, or you can help us, give us everything you got, and help us take him down, right? Maybe he made a deal with him, you know? We'll call them preliminary plea deals, right? Which I believe Trump probably is doing with people, right? Um, these preliminary plea deals where... He tells them, hey, I know you're involved. We have the evidence, right? We need help taking down the bigger fish. We need help taking down the Biden administration. We need help taking down the Clintons. We need help taking down the real swamp. Now, do I believe Oz is part of the swamp? No. You know, could he have been paid by China? Probably. Could he have done stuff, you know, with people that, yeah, probably. But do I believe that he's been a part of the swamp? No. I don't think he's been a part of the swamp, you know. But whatever regardless of what's happened in the past it seems like he's woken up so we got to give people a chance right if trump trusts them i mean we got to give them a chance right 
Um, so that's all I'm going to say about that. Just keep an open mind and keep an open perspective, right? I know we don't like everything Trump does or maybe even says sometimes, but we got to remember there's only been one man holding these meetings for the last 15 months. There's only been one man fighting, you know, re re relentlessly, right? And that's Trump. Trump's fighting. We got to give him credit. We got to give him some trust where trust is due, right? And now should we just blindly trust Trump? No, but we do need to recognize that Trump has put in the work. And Trump has proved, proven to us his first term and even after his term, he's proven to us that he puts his money where his mouth is, right? And he gets results, right? He didn't make any promises in the 2016 election that he hasn't kept or isn't working on keeping, right? So that's it. Think what you want about Dr. Oz. That's my two cents. Um, we got to give people a chance, right? So let's move on. I want to talk about... Um, uh, and you know what? One more time. Let's one more thing. I'm sorry about Dr. Oz. Uh, I actually saw this from someone. They posted it, and I'll read it real quick. Here are my thoughts on Dr. Oz's endorsement from back when DJT made the endorsements. These are still my thoughts and my perspective. Uh, which games you play is more important than how well you play them. Uh, Dr. Oz, the doctor, the Dr. Oz endorsement is strategic. He can draw moderate support, especially from women in the dense blue areas of Pennsylvania. This will severely reduce the Dem voter base. Okay, MAGA can be convinced to support a GOP nominee who is also the Trump pick. That's true. We, you know, we might not like him, but if you, you can convince us, right? You can show us the facts. You can show us what he's doing. You can convince us. And I think last night convinced a lot of people. Um, we need 60 Republicans in the Senate so that we can control the Senate, so we can control the co committees, the chairs, and the agendas. We don't want the filibuster to be an issue, right? We need 60 votes. Trump knows how to get us 60 votes. It's not enough to have 52, 53 people in the Senate. We need 60 plus. We have to be able to overcome the filibuster. If we're if we're going to be able to take down Biden, if we're going to be able to take down Kamala, if we're going to be able to take down Pelosi, we got to have 60 plus. We have to have a majority. And Trump is being strategic and he's showing that he knows what he's doing, right? He's trying to get a 60 plus, right? Um, and the Oz pick is really useful for exposing never, never Trumpers and fake MAGA as well as exposing Oz. Trust Trump. So there it is. So that's all I'm going to say. Guys, we need 60 Republicans in the Senate. We have to, have to, have to unite. We can't be divided on this stuff. We got to pick American first candidates. That is key. And then we have to unite behind that person, right? Trump has been betting them, like I said, for 15 months. Trump is the only one. He knows more about these people than anybody that's listening to this, anybody on social media, right? He knows them better because he's spent the last 15 months vetting them guys at some point we just have to trust that trump knows what he's doing and we got to rally behind him does that mean stop doing research no keep doing your research find out as much as you can right ask questions right trump is good about answering the questions he'll answer the questions that's why if you don't watch these rallies you got to watch the rallies trump addresses our concerns in the rallies he addresses concerns with um uh, with articles he posts on True Social and Telegram, right? He he answers questions with his True Social post, right? So ask questions, pay attention to what Trump's doing, pay attention to what he's he's putting out there, pay attention to what he says at the rallies because he answers the questions because he knows we have questions and he knows that we have to be convinced for some people. Some people we don't have to. Some people who come out American First, all about it, 
good, great. There's nothing there. But people like Dr. Oz, he knows he has to convince us, and that's exactly why he did this rally, right? That's exactly why he keeps posting about him, right? Pay attention. Pay attention to what he's saying. It's important. So, all right. So let's move on to 2,000 mules. Um, you know, 2,000 mules, if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you, see it. You can watch it tonight live on Rumble, okay? Download Rumble, get on your computer on Rumble, um, and watch it. And what it's 2,000 mules. Watch it. What is a mule? A mule is a paid political operative uh, employed by the Democrats, right, um, to stuff ballots, to traffic votes. They're doing a lot of that, okay? Um, so you need to watch. There's 2,000 of them. So let's just kind of go over what this shows. So um, the 2,000 Mules documents research from True the Vote, which is an election intelligence organization, and it's compiled evidence of organized ballot ballot trafficking in at least six states. Those six states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona, right, uh, and Texas as well. So if you look at Georgia, in Georgia, for example, they allege that there were 242 traffickers who made 5,662 trips to the ballot boxes between the early morning of 12 a.m. and 5 a.m., unloading hundreds of thousands of illegally harvested ballots over the course of several weeks. So what does that look like? How many ballots is that? So Georgia, they had 250, about 250 mules identified, right? 24 drop boxes, and they estimated that there was 3,000 illegal votes, right? Do y'all remember when there was a big rush to get all the ballot boxes out, right, by the Democrats? Right up into the weeks leading up to the election, there was a giant rush to get all of the drop boxes out. Y'all remember that? So let's look at this. Pennsylvania, 1,150 mules identified, 45 drop boxes, 275,000 illegal votes at least. Michigan, 500 mules identified, 50 drop boxes, 125,000 illegal votes estimated at least. Wisconsin, 100 mules, 28 drop boxes, at least 14,000 illegal votes. Georgia, we already went over it. 250, 24 drop boxes, at least 30,000 illegal votes. Arizona, 200 mules, 20 drop boxes, at least 220, I'm sorry, 20,000 illegal votes. So just from this data we have, that's 380,000 votes. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona. In all five of these states, the illegal votes outshadow the number of votes that Biden apparently got to win, right? Like look at Arizona. What did he do? He won by what? Less than 10,000 votes. Georgia, the same. Wisconsin, the same. Michigan, the same, right? Pennsylvania, right? He barely won. And these are showing that the bargain, the, the I'm sorry, that there were more illegal votes from this strategy alone than Biden's winning margin, right? So based on the true the votes high bar and defining a mule, a mule has at least 10 visits to a drop box. If the bar is lowered to count these, making at least five visits, then the then the estimated votes, illegal votes, increases by more than double. So listen to that closely. So they are, they are defining a mule by somebody, one person, who visits the same drop box at least 10 times between 12 a.m. 
in 5 a.m., right? If we lowered that to define a mule by just visiting at least five times and getting these votes, then the affected illegal votes increases by more than double. So we're not looking at 380,000 illegal votes. We're looking at closer to 800,000 illegal votes, right? 760,000 to be exact, right? So what does that mean? It means that we have irrefutable evidence that the Democrats swayed the election and rigged the election and had enough illegal votes, enough to tip the election, and systematic, comprehensive, and well-presented enough to convince any reasonable person. Oh, wait, sorry. I was reading the wrong line. Sorry, I was reading from the thing. Sorry, it means that we have, they rigged the election, and, uh, and what 2000 Mule shows is that we have enough data to prove that the election was stolen, that it's a fact, that it is enough to tip the election back to Trump, that uh, the way they got the data was systematic, comprehensive, right? And it, you, it's able to convince any reasonable person of the fraud, right? Sorry, I, I, I mungled that a second. So how did they do this? How did they get this data? How did they find these mules and identify them? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this is what uh, this is what happened. So they were gathering both geo tracking from cell phones data and video surveillance. They captured ballot trafficking activity by 2,000 mules in six states. These paid vote uh, carriers uh, visited drop boxes late at night used gloves to conceal their fingerprints, took photos to secure payment, and made multiple trips to multiple drop boxes over multiple weeks. They point out that the traffickers began wearing gloves just, day just days after the ballot harvesting case in Arizona secured indictments based on fingerprints evidence. So there was already ballot harvesting cases going on in Arizona. So they saw this and started wearing gloves to conceal their fingerprints. I mean, these people know what they're doing. This was a coordinated attack on our election there's no question in any of these states that we are witnessing illegal activity no question even in the areas where vote vote harvesting was temporarily allowed in no area was it illegal was it legal to be paid to deliver votes it was illegal many of these mules are coming from nonprofit centers which are 501c3s organizations meaning they are prohibited from election activities these people that have a tax exemption from the IRS conditioned upon them not getting directly involved in, in election tiering. You're seeing a coordinated ring of corruption, and the evidence for it is decisive, right? That's what they said. Okay, so despite the extensiveness of the evidence, True the Vote has 27 terabytes of data, including 4 million minutes of video and 10 trillion cell phone pings, as well as a whistleblower's confession and the left stream media has been dead silent on it. I mean, not even a word about it. But look, you have Fox. Finally, Fox Fox is Rhino Central. I think let's just call it that. Fox is Rhino Central. We know that when they called the election for Biden before anybody else. That was their way of buying into the next uh, uh, administration. That was their way of buying into the mainstream media. They knew 
what was going on. They knew it was rigged from the beginning, and Fox News, they had their part to play, and they played it. They called it before anybody else, and they did it to prove they, – they had to prove a point. That was basically their initiation, and that's what I believe. But anyways, despite that, now we have Fox News finally reporting on the fraud, right? And, you know, not Fox News, everybody, you know. Uh, Tucker Carlson is obviously good. I like Sean Hannity. Um, Tucker Carlson is on, obviously the man, but nobody controls Tucker Carlson. I'm talking about Brett Barr, uh, Breyer, I mean, and all the other rhinos on there, right, that refuse to talk about election fraud. But now, now, with this coming out, we're actually seeing Fox News come out and talk about election fraud. They're talking about it. They're showing the evidence, and that's what we need. We need these people to wake up, right? Um, or not even wake up. They know what's going on, but they know they see the writing on the wall. They know the evidence is irrefutable, and they cannot not report on it, okay? So we're seeing One American News Network, which they've been great on it. We're seeing Newsmax finally report on it, right? Newsmax for a while was kind of going sideways there. They're finally reporting on it, you know, and they're even having their people say they're coming out saying this was treason. This was treason, right? Good. This was treason. This is the biggest case of treason I think our country has ever seen in its history. You rigged an election, and who knows how many other elections they've rigged, but they rigged an election. They stole the election, right? And we can see the consequences of that. So let's move on. So True the Vote explains the uh, ballot laundering cartel, right? So you got to watch this. Um, and you should also watch um, Charlie Kirk's. He had an hour-long interview with Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, and they um, were detailing their ultra-high-tech investigation into the organized crime of ballot trafficking, um, right, for the election. So, they, so that's a good um, interview to watch as well. They go into detail about it. Um, so let's see what they said. So the Dropbox stuffing activity followed a consistent pattern. Every operation involved a set of collectors, a collection point or stash house for all the ballots, the bundling of those ballots, and then the casting of those ballots by what we were calling mules in the Dropboxes. So you see what they did there? They actually had a stash house, a coordinated location where everybody would, they would collect the ballots. They would take them to the stash house. They would bundle them, probably go through them, right? They were they were inserting their own ballots, probably uh, getting rid of Trump ballots, right? Um, and then the uh, and then they would go and they would cast those ballots that they got, right? And then we're seeing what we saw was between 12 a.m. and 5 a.m. They would go and get these ballots, which by the way had absolutely no down ballot on it right the only that that's the thing right who why do why would we have almost a million people only vote for joe biden and not vote for anybody else does that make sense to anybody do y'all not remember last year when arizona came out and the arizona uh that they came out and they had that pre uh presentation and it showed that there were tens of thousands hundreds of thousands across the country of votes of ballots where the only person on the list was Joe Biden, nobody else, not a single other thing was filled out, and all the signatures are the same. 
Well, now we know what they were doing. They were getting these together at the stash houses, right? And then casting them at 12 a.m. after the election was already over, right? So let's move on. So this is what they said. As we began to put the pieces together, it really did dawn on us. Well, this sounds like what's happening in Atlanta or in St. Louis, Arizona. This was a conspiracy. This was organized crime. They described a fateful moment when she turned to Greg and asked, how do we take down a cartel? That's when we began to use term like, terms like stash houses, drop points, and mules, and trafficking, and voter abuse, because that's what we're looking at. Focusing on six states, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Texas, the True the Vote, they spent $2 million to buy uh, publicity, uh, or, I'm sorry, publicly available cell phone data that can pinpoint an individual's location to within a few inches. They then narrowed their search to targets who began visiting drop boxes in NGO offices during the early voting weeks leading up to November 3rd, activity that was contrary to their prior pattern of life. In Georgia, the threshold was at least two dozen trips to drop boxes and five visits to a nonprofit, right? So Catherine described their filtering logic. They wanted parameters that were outside the norm, so apparent that it would just stick out like a sore thumb in terms of data set, we wanted to have clear margins, clear lines, such clear lines that we finally settled on groups that were going to the drop boxes in Georgia on an average of 23 times. So distinctive. And Greg pointed out they also had to go to the NGOs, so they had to meet with both they had to meet both those criteria a certain number of times for us to really drill down and study. Through open record requests, True the Vote acquired and Dropbox. They acquired Dropbox surveillance videos when available, which helped them confirm the trafficking activity. They also evaluated chain of custody documents to identify what a typical day looked like at a given Dropbox. Those records showed normal ballot drop data punctuated by spikes in ballot receipts. This information helped them hone in on specific dates and times buried in their 4 million minutes of footage. This is how money laundering works, Charlie said. This is not just a one-off thing. This is not some Democrat activist that really wanted Trump gone and might have a couple friends do this. This was a machine. Which state was the worst offender? Pennsylvania, they said, unequivocally. The worst in every way. 1,155 people met our criteria in Philadelphia alone. What's even more insane is watching the data Watching the pings come across the bridge in New Jersey and into Philly, the traffickers actually crossed state lines to participate in the fraud, and it wasn't just in Philadelphia. Two mules in Arizona made their way to Georgia for the runoffs, and a bartender in South Carolina came in to help out in Atlanta, Greg added. Even more disturbing, the National Republican Centorial Committee knew about the systematic ballot, stuff ballot stuffing and did nothing. We learned that there were off-duty law enforcement officers paid for by the Republican Party that reported all of this to the Republican Party. And what did they do? The Republican Party covered it up, right? This machine – this is what Charlie Kirk said. This machine is institutional evil, and he is right. Do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see what's going on? This is how they catch drug traffickers. This is how they catch human traffickers. This is ballot trafficking. They use the exact same techniques and systems that human and drug traffickers use. The ballot trafficking fraud begins with dirty voter rolls. 
The cartel is speeding off of inflated voter list packed with invalid registrations. For example, in Georgia, the illegal Stacey Abrams, Mark Elias consent decree pushed by Raffensperger, Raffensperger, yeah, to send ballots to both active and inactive voters. The rolls hadn't been cleaned in two years. We know that in, ineligible voter records contributed to 75,000 of votes in the general and 45,000 votes in the runoff in Georgia alone. That way, the ballots were collected. The, sorry, that way the ballots were collected becomes this multi-tentacle hydra. There's all manner of ways that those ballots came in, but the important takeaway is that the dirty voter rolls allowed for a big portion of this grift. Who's running it? That's what Charlie asked. Who's running it? Right? Our current hypothesis, Greg says, is that there are new money folks like Stacey Abrams of the world who all of a sudden show up in Maricopa County after the election, arm in arms with the SEIU and others, uh, where they thank her for delivering the state. The second piece of this is their old money ties to some foundations that started in Chicago back some 80 years ago in the 1960s. This is what Charlie asked. So you're saying that there's a foundation 501c3 that was potentially funding some of this activity. Catherine and Greg said, yes, many of them. Is there a typical mule profile, right? So every county is different. Greg said, we have some incidents at this place in Atlanta called the Bluff, one of the heaviest heroin trafficking places in the U.S., very dangerous, one of the top five most dangerous places in the U.S. We interviewed some people down there. That same night, we also went to 201 Washington Street, which is an advocacy center attached to a church in downtown Atlanta. But in Arizona, the profile looked a little different. It's been happening in Arizona for an awfully long time. What we see there are people who really control communities. And you have people at the top of the pyramid coming in and doing everything from building underprivileged housing to controlling the full vertical of the contractors and the banks and the financing organization. And all of those people are participating and rounding up ballots. As the 2000 Mules movie will show, we have informants who have come forward to describe exactly what happens. And these collectors and these mules are making between 10 and $40 a ballot here in Arizona. In Yuma County, Arizona, the cartel's days may be numbered. There were two ballot harvesting arrests in Yuma. I'm hearing from the grapevine that there may be more happening there. We think so too, Greg said. We believe there will be more arrests. One of the interesting things about Yuma County and St. Louis in particular is that some of the old money that we talked about earlier flows into some of these poor border communities. There, it's less about electing a president with these harvesting techniques and more about electing themselves so they can stay in control over the billions that are flowing in. We think that in Arizona, your AG and others are tuned in enough to know what's going on down there. And that's what you're gonna, that's when you're going to see some action. So what does that mean? That means the elections are not fair. That means we're not free. If the elections aren't fair, if they're not transparent, if it's riddled with fraud, that means we're not free. That means we are not free people. America is no longer the country of the free, right? It's not. It's not because we have absolutely no say in our government, and this proves it. 2,000 mules proves it, that this has been going on, that it's not just a Democrat thing. In 2020, yeah, it was the Democrats, but it was also the rhinos. And for a long time, Republicans have been playing the same game. Why do you think these Republican governors and AGs across the country refuse to look at the fraud. Hmm? 
Why do you think that is? Because they're guilty of it. They've done the exact same thing. They've done it. They want to stay in power. They want to keep their money flowing in, right? So whatever. It's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. We know that the election in 2020 was rigged. We know that treason has happened. And we know now that this wasn't the first time. So what do we do? How do we defeat the ballot laundering cartel? Okay, well, there's four things that we can do. We got to fight. We got to fight to clean the voter rolls, right? True the Vote has set up a website that helps citizens review their voter rolls and challenge inaccurate records. The website is called www.iv3.us. Okay, go there right review the voter rolls and challenge inaccurate records you know the people who have passed away in your family your friends right go through make sure they're not on the vote their voting rolls make sure make sure your information is accurate your families are correct right number two we need to stop mass mail-in voting and abolish the drop boxes that needs to stop because drop boxes is how they're trafficking the ballots, right? So is mail-in voting. They're mailing in the votes, and these votes are getting changed. They're getting shredded, right? My grandma here in Texas, she received 10 mail-in ballots to her home, 10 of them. She received 10 mail-in ballots. How many people, and what she did was she just, she just shredded them. She got rid of them. She only voted once. But whenever we went in, my grandma voted, and then whenever we went in to go check on her vote, her vote actually never registered. Even to this day, her vote never registered, so it's like she never voted, even though she sent in her ballot. And there are hundreds of thousands of the same situation going on. We need to stop mass and mail-in voting. It's not, it doesn't work. It's, 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 it doesn't work, and this is what they're doing to rig the vote, okay? So we need to get rid of it. Fight to get rid of it. The only people that should be voting mail-in is the military, right? Oh, well, what about the people from the uh, um, nursing homes? Okay, but we need to get the system good. We need to make sure the system is clean. We need to make sure there's absolutely no way that these people can take advantage of nursing home mail-in ballots, right? So what else do we need to do? We need to eliminate private funding of elections. There should be no private funding of elections. Corporations should not be funding elections. The only, the absolute only funding of elections should come from the people, right? You should only be able to fundraise from the people. You, there should be no corporations, no businesses, nothing. There should be no dark money. There should be no uh, um, big tech, big pharma. There should be no outside money coming in. The only money uh, politicians should be able to raise and elections should be able to raise should be co coming from we, we the people, not private funding, not corporations, businesses, right? Number four, what else do we need? We need to impose punishments that fit the crime. Put some people in jail. If you put somebody in jail for 10, 15, 20 years, that'll stop it. And you know what? Whenever election fraud should be classified as treason, it should. 
it should be classified as treason. Now, should you know that type of treason be death? Because we know treason, the uh, the punishment for treason is death, right? No, I don't think it should, but I think it should be classified as treason, and I think you should get a minimum of ten to twenty years in prison because that's treason against your country. You tried to rig an election, right? You tried to steal the voice of the people, right? And you tried to remove people's freedoms, right? That's what you're doing. When you rig an election, you are removing the freedom of the people. You are actively trying to undermine the people's voice. You are actively trying to undermine the freedom of our country, right? Of our electoral system right of everything this country stands for and that should be classified as treason and you should go to jail for a minimum of 10 to 20 years there should be five years for every single ballot every ballot that you that you do five years for each ballot these people have done hundreds of thousands of ballots they should never leave prison this is a crime this is a crime and this is a treason against the country they should go to prison and they should rot there you do that, it'll stop. Nobody else is going to do it. Right? So let's move on. So we may start, so we may soon start to see Zuckerbuck, Zuckerbuck's audits that lead to arrest. You're going to start seeing more and more of what's happened in Jackson, Mississippi. There's a state auditor in Jackson. His name is Chad White. And he went out and audited some of these officials who were dueling out the Zuckerberg money. And there's been four arrests already in Jackson for stealing the money. I think you're going to see state auditors and all and others all over the country now start to say, where did all this money go? Zuckerberg money was a huge catalyst. You take dirty voter rolls, you mail everyone an application, whether they asked for it or not, whether they even legitimately are on the rolls or not, then you provide a means to stuff them there, right? So Zuckerberg was the one paying these mules. Hmm. We need to see arrest happen. Mark Zuckerberg needs to rot in prison. Maybe. Actually, his treason was a little bit more than just getting ballots, right? He didn't get 20 ballots. Like He funded the operation. Treason. Right? We're not victims because victims don't have a choice. We have a choice. This is happening on our watch. So we can choose to remain complicit and to watch this and watch the 2000 Mule movie and go pop a bag of popcorn and sit back and say, wow, this is just horrible. And the band plays on. Or we can say, not on our watch, not in our country, not in our states. Get active. Get involved. We are exception we are an exceptional nation that can pull this together and pull it together quickly. We just have to make it a priority. We've taken voting for granted. We've taken the process for granted. And there has to come, and this has to come to an end. Now is the time to wake up and demand standards locally and then it will roll uphill right that's how you fix it you fix it locally you make sure your county your city your state is not engaging in voter fraud you get involved you're a poll watcher right you fight to get rid of the drop boxes you fight to get rid of mail-in balloting right you know what you protest we should have protests after this mules movie after after the mass majority vast majority see it tonight this entire country we should be seeing protests rise up across the entire country not just in georgia pennsylvania wisconsin arizona but in every single state at every state capital right we should be seeing mass protests 
10, 20, 30, 40, hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people should be protesting, standing at their state capitals, demanding that they fix this, demanding they recall their electoral votes, and demanding they stop giving in to this fake administration. We should be demanding that Biden and Kamala Harris and Pelosi and everybody else involved, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, everybody involved should be dragged out from the Capitol, from the White House, and put on a public trial. They should have to stand for their crimes. This is a treason against this country. Treason. This is treason. This isn't just a crime where you can go away for three or four years. This is actually treason, right? I mean, they're fighting. Why are we not fighting? I mean, they're look at Obama, Mark Eilis, Stacey Abrams, even Governor Kemp. Look what they're doing. They are fighting. They are they are mobilizing and weaponizing the IRS to attack True the Vote and attack this movie, right? Showing the evidence. They're attacking them. Right, Obama's filing lawsuits. Our Stacey Abrams, Governor Kemp, all filing lawsuits against True the Vote. Right, Kemp led a fight, all right, against us. Uh, Catherine said she personally briefed Kemp's team. They not only refused to investigate, uh, they actually sent one of their henchmen, the guy that runs the GBI, down to the FBI office where our data lived, not to see the data but to get into the metadata and figure out who the analysis were and then burn them in a couple of their analysis. Releasing it all to the press, they did everything they could to stop this audit, to stop this investigation. So you have governors, Republican governors, actively attacking this. I'm serious. It, we need to riot. I, we need not riot. We need to protest. We need to protest peacefully, but loud. Peacefully, but very hard. We need hard protest. We need to get in their faces and make them fix what they did. We need to make them pay for their crimes. They have to be held accountable. They need to be arrested and they need to be held on a public trial. That's what needs to happen. What they did was illegal and it is treason. And I've said it a million times and I might say it 15 times more. This was illegal. So how do you watch 2000 Mules? How do you do it? So it's already May 7th. Today's May 7th. Uh, they had two, two showings, May uh second and may 4th a couple days ago so if you saw it in theaters great um but now you'll be able to purchase tickets uh, i'm sorry um there's going to be a virtual uh there was a virtual premiere last night um for you to be able to see um uh, but now on today may 7th uh you'll be able to actually digitally download it you can download it from salemnow.com and rumble slash locals Okay, if you need the details or if you need um, the links to um, uh, get the to download it, go to 2000mules.com. Okay, so again, go and watch Charlie, Tur Charlie Kirk's interview with Catherine and Greg. Go watch it, it's an hour long. Charlie Kirk also has an interview with um, uh, Dinesh. Dinesh, sorry if I, the Sosa, sorry if I mess his name up, uh, but go watch it, okay? 
Go watch these interviews and watch 2,000 Mules. You can go down and, and digitally download it now, and there's also going to be an online streaming of it on Rumble tonight. So thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate y'all listening. Um, share this with your friends. Um, share it everywhere and, and listen to it. Get as many people as you can to listen to this and get as many people as you can to watch 2,000 Mules because what they did was treason, and they need to be held accountable, and it's coming real soon. But what has to happen? We can't wait for Trump. We can't wait for 2022. We can't wait for 2024. We, the people, need to stand up, make a stand against this, and protest, and show up to our capital and fight. That's what we need to do. We need to fight this takeover, this illegal takeover of our country. So thank you, guys. God bless. Y'all have a great rest of y'all's night.